This Week in Tax, Mastercard's India Case, Tax Treaties and Trade. In the week that Joe Biden became the US Democratic Party's presidential nominee, the tax world has been dealing with several key court cases, more transfer pricing measures and trade developments. In India, a case that has raised much debate among tax professionals this week was the Delhi High Court's disposal of a plea on August 18th made by Mastercard Asia Pacific over its liability to pay India's controversial equalisation levy. The court said Mastercard does not have to pay the equalisation levy, which is India's version of a digital services tax. This is because of another ongoing case that will determine whether the company has a permanent establishment in India, which is an important factor when determining whether a company is liable for the equalisation levy. However, the disposal of the case does not protect Mastercard from having to pay the equalisation levy with penalties at a later date. The Financial Services Corporation's tax liabilities rest on the outcome of the PE case that is pending judgment before the Delhi High Court. Together, the two cases suggest Mastercard will either prove it does not have a PE in India and, as a possible consequence, has to pay the equalisation levy with penalties, or it loses the PE case and has to pay tax as an Indian PE, losing the benefits of the India-Singapore tax treaty. In ITR this week, taxpayers told us they are struggling to prepare their indirect tax systems to meet post-Brexit requirements where their operations involve Northern Ireland. One head of tax from a frozen food company that trades across the Irish border remarked that, as always, the UK government has not thought through the complexities of trading in a post-Brexit environment. Trade concerns are not isolated to Brexit, though, with the US-China trade war creating opportunities for other countries to soak up the funds of investors looking to part with their cash, some CFOs warned that India could be left behind. One article in ITR this week noted that the Indian government's plans to compete with China may be held back by its flagging advanced pricing agreement program and a lack of consistency in the country's transfer pricing regime. One CFO at a chemical company said the Indian tax system does not provide consistency or confidence which any foreign investor would look for. The tax structure in India needs radical improvement. Nevertheless, countries like Vietnam, Thailand, Taiwan, South Korea, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia and the Philippines are seizing the moment to attract foreign investors reluctant to invest in China as the US-China trade war continues and COVID-19 adds further complications. Meanwhile, in the Middle East, many companies are facing higher transfer pricing costs at the same time that businesses operating across the Gulf Cooperation Council region are seeing their profits fall and budgets shrink. Tax directors told ITR that the costs of TP compliance 
has increased in the six GCC member states as countries introduce transfer pricing regimes to meet the OECD's BEPS standards. Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Kuwait and Oman have all introduced transfer pricing laws in recent years. One director at a Saudi Arabia holding company said that compliance costs are up, as are the costs for advisory services. With all the difficulties that tax directors are facing at the moment, Mark McCrabb, Global Tax Director at Technicolor, spoke to Danish Maboub in a podcast this week about the three key trends he sees influencing the future of the tax function, notably corporate responsibility, automation and business partnering. In more global news, the UN Tax Committee's default gross-based tax proposal to address the tax challenges of the digitalized economy has caused some debate because it differs from the OECD's Pillar 1 plan on several key features. One vice president of global tax at a large investment management company said there are fundamental problems with the UN's plan and it is not a feasible alternative approach. In tax treaties, which are often a tool of contention, the Russian government has targeted the benefits it offers in its tax agreements as it looks to tighten its tax net. Russia reached an agreement with Cyprus to amend its tax treaty after it threatened to terminate the agreement unless Cyprus agreed to a 15% withholding tax rate on dividends and interest. The two parties reached a compromise on the DTA's terms on August 10th, and a protocol is due to be signed soon. The Russian government is now eyeing similar terms in its double tax agreements with several other countries. Deputy Prime Minister Alexei Overchuk has reportedly said in comments broadcast on Russian TV that he intends to address any other DTAs that have less than a 15% withholding tax rate on interest and dividends. Tax treaties between Russia and the Netherlands, Malta, Hong Kong, Switzerland and Luxembourg could be subject to change in the coming months. Coming up next week on ITR, we will be releasing a new podcast edition of Tax Talks, as well as announcing the winners of the Asia Tax Awards 2020 and publishing articles on how tax obligations are restricting the cash flow of airlines during COVID-19, how to negotiate with an aggressive tax authority, why tax professionals expect more infringement procedures in the European Union on the Anti-Tax Avoidance Directive rules before 2021, and how country-by-country reporting is raising the data standards within companies operating in the GCC member states. If you would like to provide any comments or feedback on this article or the topics discussed, please contact the author via email at angina.haines at euromoneyplc.com.